Hello. Hi, Mom. So you said you had a question about this one? Well, the concept is clients will be able to see anything that's gone on within the business and see what happened and what went wrong. And I just can't comprehend how all these cameras are positioned, how that's set up. Well, most of the companies that Spot's going into, they already have these legacy camera systems, mostly for you know compliance. Like you know, if you go to a big warehouse these days, there's cameras. That covers everything going on in the place? I don't know if they're covering everything, but they cover a lot of things. And I guess if there's something you want to cover, they're not covering, you add another camera. Okay. Well, I guess the cameras have a wide view then. Because I had my car in a parking lot by a supermarket. Right. And somebody hit it, but I didn't see it. And so they had cameras, but it didn't go over the whole lot. So how much can they cover? Well, I guess some cameras are made to cover wide areas and some with other lenses or might focus on a specific thing. So this company, if they're not installing the cameras, they're installing the software to get the data from the video. Exactly. Actually, if you want to add more cameras, they offer them for free. But the main thing they're bringing is what you said, this intelligence around once you have the footage, figuring out what's happening and being able to share that video as easily as on like a YouTube. Well, that is amazing. Another amazing technological advance that you're happening into. Yeah. Just wish you could find one that would cure climate change quickly. Actually, a CEO just contacted me who wants to tell a story about that. Oh, well, hopefully, but... John Kerry said, if China doesn't do anything, we're doomed. This is The Bigger Narrative. I'm Andy Raskin. In each episode, I talk with a CEO about their strategic narrative, the single story they use to power success, not only in sales and marketing, but also product development, recruiting, fundraising, everything. And my guest for this episode is Tanush Thoplial, CEO of Spot AI. Spot sells an AI camera system for what it calls video intelligence, mining insights in real time from video footage to make smarter decisions in operations, manufacturing, training, way beyond the surveillance that most on-site camera systems were designed for. They've raised $22 million from A-list VCs, including Redpoint and Bessemer, and they've got serious traction, hundreds of customers, bookings tripling every quarter. But Tanoush felt they could scale even faster by going all in on that video intelligence narrative. Before we worked together, we would pitch it like problem solutions. Hey, accessing your video sucks. It's really hard. You got to do these 57 different things. You're using old interfaces. We're the fastest and easiest way for you to bring your video into the cloud. And it was getting results. We were able to drive pipeline generation. We were able to find customers. But different people at the company describe the company in different ways. For example, you know, to a technical audience, you would describe the company one way. To a end user, you would describe it one way. To talent, you would describe it one way. And it felt like this would start to become a blocker for our ability to scale the business. So that was an internal reason is we didn't have a shared language and a shared context to describe what we do. And then externally, the use cases for video footage are quite enormous. Not just security, but safety workflows, operation workflows, workforce training, all these things. And we have to be able to show customers that there's so much more. So when you were starting, you were kind of like, hey, we have this great camera system that was going to be easier to install and have these bells and whistles. Where did you go? 
we changed it to instead really articulating the shift that these customers, they had these surveillance systems that were installed sometimes 10 years ago. And they were starting to use these systems a lot more to figure out what was happening now on the factory floor, on the warehouse floor, across five, six different locations. You know, why did the conveyor belt stop? Was there a slip and fall? The FedEx truck, you know, is waiting at the loading dock and there's nobody there to receive the shipment. They started using these surveillance systems like daily. The use cases you're describing with someone there to meet the FedEx truck, this is operations. Like the video is starting to get applied to not just like security, but all these other things. That That's exactly the shift that's happened. And what we're seeing is that the winning companies actually turn to video footage as this kind of ultimate way to know what's happening. And it's a different relationship with the cameras because camera systems have been in businesses for decades, but they've been thought of as security. They've been thought of as once in six months, I'm going to go into this ancient interface and pull out footage. But those systems, they just aren't built to be able to really easily zoom in, really easily search for a specific zone or search for a specific event. So... Where we change the story is we really focus hard on the shift in their lives. The shift has been from video surveillance into video intelligence. So video intelligence is your name for this thing that the customers were talking about, but hadn't quite packaged up into a phrase for this kind of new discipline. (laughs) I've heard you sometimes say video is like a new data source. Exactly. Our view is that the ultimate source of data. And the ultimate source of context is visual data, because you can see exactly what's happening and why it's happening. So you're instantly extracting and acting on video insights daily, and you're relying on visual context to make a business decision instead of hearsay or he said, she said. What are some of the most interesting use cases? The most interesting one we see is around workforce training. There's a trained labor shortage right now. It is very hard to find trained labor. This can be warehouses, it can be factories, it can be hospitals. So these businesses use Spot AI to be able to train and coach new hires. In the world of surveillance, you might only give access to video footage to one or two people in the company. And there's information asymmetry. With video intelligence, we make it possible to share and collaborate on the footage. For example, how do I put on my safety harness? How do I operate the forklift? How do I operate the drill press? It enables you to take the best practices of your best performing people and then give that knowledge to the absolute newest hire in the business really fast. If you're a warehouse, let's say you're a wine distributor and you ship out, let's say, 25,000 bottles of wine a day. Anytime an incident occurs on the floor, a slowdown in production, a snag conveyor belt, it could be a safety issue, right? It could be broken equipment. You're instantly trying to ask the question, what the heck happened and why did it happen? Our customers are relying on security camera systems, but those systems, they just aren't built to be able to, you know, search for a specific event to add other users, share that footage with the repair technician to be able to figure it out. Our customers actually end up using video footage and using Spot AI to determine, oh, there's a nail that snagged the belt. We don't have to send everybody home. I can go bring someone in and just hammer that nail in. You can get true visual context and actually figure out what happened really quickly using video intelligence. I was really surprised that the state of the art, at least what most companies have, is what you're describing now, which is an old surveillance system that was designed for like one person sitting in that room with all the screens. 
And then maybe once a year or once every few years when there was some break in or something, we have to go get the video, but they have to like go and get the video onto like a thumb drive. And then, and that's how you share it. And what you're bringing, it sounds so simple to most people now, but just like YouTube, like experience around sharing the video, finding things, this is just not part of the experience of these systems because they weren't made for this. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what, what we realized is that these customers are already living this tide shift. They have YouTube at home, but then at work, it's like they're going in a time machine. Right. <laughs> so video intelligence as a name for this, it sounds like a reasonable name and pretty simple and all the rest. What were some of the hard things about aligning your team around this? The hardest thing is you had a selling motion that was working, that was accelerating really fast, that was getting really happy customers. It was almost like we were getting lucky because it was a very quick problem solution, transactional sale, very fast sales cycle, very low touch, fast land, quick expand. and the question is, why risk breaking something that's actually working really well? That was one major question that came up during this process. The second that came around video intelligence is defining the term because it adds one more step in the sales process. And what we realized is that this shift that was taking place really needs its own name. And it's much easier to position and differentiate if you call it something. And this customer of ours, them hearing someone describe this tide shift taking place is a very powerful way that when that demo ends, they're remembering us and they're able to articulate the story internally without us needing to be in the room. It really reminded me of the strategic narrative is really about defining the movement. And when we pitch it, if we're doing it well, then they feel like buying is almost like signing up for the movement. Exactly. And it's almost like they're in on a secret, right? Mm -hmm. And you think about the demo and you're empowering a champion in a sale. The cool thing is you're, you're giving them context and structure and language, just something they're seeing all around them, but it was kind of at the tip of the tongue, right? right? And the best demos, they go with the customer being really excited that, yes, this is happening to us. Yes, we can get an enormous amount of value out of video. We can know what's happening now. Now you've ended the demo. Yeah. You don't have touch points with the customer. They're now going and they're able to articulate how video intelligence changes a game across every department. So ops is going from a firefighter to the coaching booth. HR is going from he said, she said to getting the immediate truth. Safety departments are going from clipboards and cones to accident prevention. And IT, who's the person we demo to, they're going from being a cost center equipment buyer to being a hero in the org. They're the video intelligence architect. They're the ones delivering this simple, easy to use technology into the org. So it aligns everybody. And here's the cool part. If there isn't resonance, let's say you do a demo and they don't see the shift happening. Well, that's not a qualified customer for us. They just want surveillance, maybe. Maybe they still or, want that. Or yeah. they, don't, they right. don't have video workflows yet, right? right. Or right. Right. there's the, the organizational steps for them to be ready for this, the use cases, value ROI, like those are marketing levers. Mm -hmm. And we're better off educating those customers over time. And it could involve examples of similar companies as them winning with video intelligence. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't sell to somebody who doesn't have a need and doesn't see the shift happening. The pushback that I hear sometimes, and I think we heard it in your team too, even from maybe you, like was, well, if we are going to someone who, you know, they just want a camera, yeah. are they going to get turned off by this whole bigger story? And 
One of the things I hear a lot is, yeah, sometimes, but more than we expect, this prospect who we think just wants that little thing, that the story resonates with them because they're already seeing it. You know, it's an IT person who just needs another camera. But actually, oh, yeah, I've been getting requests from our operations department and from our training department about how they want to use video in all these cool ways. So we start uncovering these things. How has that played out for you? So it was actually the number one thing I was worried about when we decided to shift to a story-based sale and aligning the entire organization behind this story. So in August, we had our sales kickoff in Tahoe. The whole company was invited there. We unveiled this new positioning and this new story, You know, shared the deck, went, went through it all. It was great. And this was a number one concern I had is, are we going to overshoot the market? Because we target, you know, a small, medium business, mid-market customer. And if we go in with video intelligence, they might be thinking, hey, I just wanted a security camera system. And it turns out that that hasn't been a problem at all. The reason is because these customers, before they talk to us, are already trying to retrieve video. So they're already trying to access video off these ancient systems. So you can intersect with them and talk about yes, you're trying to do this, but then get them even just one or two examples of saying, you know what, like ops did ask me for access or just last week, ops was complaining that the camera systems were down or, you know, I can't pull it up on my phone. So it starts very, very simple. You don't need too many hooks was, mm. was a learning. Mm. It could even be one or two hooks with video intelligence. And now you might have other customers who you talk to in a demo who are super bought in already. They already have urgency. They already believe in the same future. And those, instead of having one or two hooks, you might have eight or nine hooks, or they're already seeing it. So the point is that with video intelligence, you have hooks that you can engage them with, and it might start really simple with one or two use cases. How is this playing a role in your leadership? It unifies everybody, because if you have the story, you can make decisions really quickly, and you're empowered to make decisions because you understand the customer journey and the customer context. So it's allowed us to really accelerate how we operate. You don't need meetings with 10 people to decide things. You know the story and you're really an evangelist of that. The key thing to note here, Andy, is before this problem solution thing, like it was a story about us and it was a very transactional story about a very specific moment in time for the customer. Hey, accessing my video sucks. Hey, let me see what's out there okay, we got to replace these old systems. And Spot is the easiest solution for it. Now what it's done across different departments is it's really a crisp articulation of the customer story and of customers changing how they fundamentally operate using you know video data as this brand new way of figuring out what's happening. So what it does is that everyone's telling the same customer story across the company. Product, engineering, support, customer success, marketing, sales talent in recruiting. One of the first things you told me is when you first started testing the story was you started using it on what you called hype calls, where you were as the CEO were brought in at the end of a a recruiting process to try and really get this person on board. Yeah. And here's the thing. The key is with talent, great people can work anywhere and they have choice where they want to work. And there needs to be alignment and resonance and excitement about the customer journey that we're seeing and that we're trying to help them on. And these, what I call hype calls are basically me selling the opportunity, but it's kind of the opposite. Like I'm 
I'm articulating this customer shift. We think these AI camera systems are going to be used for video intelligence and for lots of value-added use cases that are not security-based. And then I'm looking for signals like, is the person I'm talking to on the other side, are they excited by this? Could they see themselves waking up in the morning and trying to evangelize this movement? And that form of evangelism comes in different ways. If a customer is very early in their journey, it's a form of evangelism through marketing. If it's much later stage, that form of evangelism is through customer success. And you're getting on a quarterly call with the customer and you're saying, hey, like so-and-so company in the same vertical as you, you know, they're using video intelligence for these two new use cases. It's resulted in this ROI and lift. Would you like to learn more? There was some real pushback by some folks on your team about this narrative. We wound up having like special sessions with just me, you, and in particular, one person where we were helping them kind of see if we could get them on board. Do you want to talk about that? Whatever yeah, you feel comfortable yeah. sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so this, this is pretty crucial, right? Because again, this exercise was really about aligning every internal resource at the company with the story of the customer. So I think a portion of this was making sure that the person was heard and their inputs were brought into the mix to help craft that story. The second piece of it, in this particular example with this person that we were driving alignment with, it was a little bit of a leap of faith, right? Which is that- You're asking that person to take a leap of yeah, faith. Try it. Let's hear these customer calls. And our existing customers isn't always the best because they've already drank the Kool-Aid. New customers, new prospects, new hires, just try it. And see, do you get a light bulb moment with them? Do you get their eyes to light up? Do you get them log rolling with you on new use cases and new ideas and new ways of enhancing that story? And is that happening? It is. That's kind of the cool part is it helps enhance how we're able to align with the customer's frame of mind, depending on where they are. So again, like from when they've never heard about us, they don't use our camera systems at all. They think of them as surveillance. They went to Costco and bought them and they don't touch them all the way into a customer in immense pain, trying to access their systems all the time, and then facing frictions. With video intelligence, you hit blockers in those four capabilities that you never had to worry about before. So the ground truth is a market. The ground truth is a customer. Like That is the voice that guides the entire company. And you might have your own way of articulating it, but put yourself out there. Go talk to some customers and see if those same words are being used or not. And we've talked about reconnecting in about a quarter to see, like, how, how is it playing? Do we need to modify this thing? Any advice you have for CEOs who are thinking about going down this path, who are thinking about trying to craft the strategic narratives? Yeah. The advice I'd give CEOs is it can be hard to challenge core assumptions you might have about your own customer and market. So the first thing I'll say is Go all in with a blank slate, even though you have passion and you've been doing this thing for years, and then you're coming into this with a view on what people want, like enjoy the surprises and, and let the customer's voice guide you. That's kind of the first piece of advice. The second one is there's enormous value in aligning an internal team, especially with COVID and distributed work and people everywhere, because it gives people context to be able to make decisions without you having to be in the room. The third piece of advice, and this I think is the hardest one is how the heck do you operationalize it? Because it'll take years, it'll take time. And don't feel that you have to do it all at once. For example, depending on your selling motion, start with a sales deck. 
then you might get inbounds and you might want your website to be able to articulate this. Then there's a content strategy. Are you, you know, going to start evangelizing this movement in the blog? You want a product marketing email to touch on video intelligence, for example, but you don't have to browbeat it. Talk about the shift. You can have a little section on that. And in you know, finding talent, put it in the about us section at the top. When you think of this as a vessel to tell the customer story, and then you think about every place that either talent or your customer is going to touch and look, it can start with a couple sentences and you can roll it up from there and build up from there. I love that point that Tanish ended up on. Crafting the narrative and aligning the leadership team around it is hard, but it's just the first step. You know, operationalizing it means rolling it out everywhere, but one step at a time. Uh, he started in sales, and since we spoke, it's now pretty clear on the website. You can go to Spot AI and see it, and sounds like much more to come. The Bigger Narrative is produced and edited by me, Andy Raskin, with music by Stephen Emerson and podcast cover art by Angela May Chen. Carla Borelli inspired the show by telling me I should do it over coffee. Thanks to Tanush Toplial, Sud Batija, John Metzger, Rish Gupta, DJ Ross, Ritika Trika, and everyone at Spot AI. Special thanks also to Judy Raskin, Richard Raskin, Emily Raskin, Eli Raskin, Tal Raz, and Carol Wasserman. And remember, the company story is the company strategy.